All right, still pinching pennies. And um, last year it was called Pinching Pennies When the Piggy Bank's Light. So I'm glad this year's a little bit shorter. But um, I, some of this, if you were here last year at the very first, I'm just going over the basics just because I think that it is very important even to discuss why we even should discuss finance at a, as a, at a women's conference. Uh, so we'll start with the introduction. Why is talking about finances important? And um, I think that there are definitely biblical reasons that it is important for our finances to be in order. And, um, and there's quite a few reasons. First of all, because of God's emphasis on stewardship. Um, you can't read the Gospels without noticing Christ talking about a lot of aspects of stewardship. The faithful steward, um, all kinds of parables about money and things like that. And it is in the Bible a lot. First Peter 4.9 um, says, be hospitable to one another without grumbling. And then in verse 10 it says, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now a lot of times when we read that, and it is very true, it's talking about gifts that God has given us, but isn't every good and perfect gift from above, from God, and we need to use those. And the money that he has allowed us to have is also a gift from God. So... James 1.17 um, is what I just talked about. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Now, I'm not here to teach you how to make more money. I'm just here to teach you how to make your money work for you. So, um, obviously, just some tips on how, especially nowadays, like I said, you turn on the radio and it's talk about recession, and I've talked to a few of my friends that are just freaked out by the way that finances seem to be going. And yet God is in control of that, but God has also given us um, ways that we can use our money and maybe make it stretch a little bit longer. The second point why I think it's important for us to talk about finances is because of God's will for us to be content and thankful. Um, In the world that we live in today, contentment is definitely not the norm. Um, it's always about getting a better car, or bigger TV, or um, if you notice the ads on TV, it's always that you deserve this and um, you deserve the very best and things like that. So contentment is definitely not the order of the day as far as our society is concerned, but I think there's plenty of things in the Bible that tell us about being content and thankful. First um, Thessalonians 5.18 says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Um, that's pretty straightforward that we need to be thankful um, in everything, and that's God's will for us. And I think that when we learn to use our money for God's glory and just even change some of our attitudes about money, we can definitely be obedient to that. Hebrews 13.5, let your conduct be without covetousness, be content with such things as you have, For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Our contentment should be in Christ. And since Christ is always with us, if we are his child, then we have the capacity in us because of Christ and by his grace to always be content. So, and I don't know about you, but that's something I struggle with all the time. Um, I know that Christ is always with me and I know that my contentment needs to be in Christ, but I still battle it probably every day in one way or another. Maybe not... you know, it's contentment, like if I stop and think about it, it is because I'm not content in Christ. Luke 3.14, the soldiers came to uh, John the Baptist. Um, He was baptizing people, and 
they asked him, what shall we do? And so John the Baptist answered, do not intimidate anyone or accuse falsely, and be content with your wages. So we just see contentment. Those are just three verses that I um, found and just wanted to share with you, but there's many, uh, if not verses that say being content, that definitely deal with it. Then, um, thirdly, why should we talk about finances is because of God's command not to worry. Um, how many of you would say that money is definitely a worry issue? Someone's my hands right up there. Um, most definitely when it comes, I mean, for me, at the end of the month, it's kind of like, okay, do we have enough money to do this? Okay, I need to go get groceries. I've got $20 left or whatever the case may be. Or what if the car breaks down? Uh, right now, my husband and I are in the midst of an adoption, and we needed to replace our car. So we're like, okay, we're putting the money aside for adoption, but we know that we're going to need to replace the car, which is going to be first. What if we get the car, and then they call us and have a child for us, and we have to send the other. You know, and you just start thinking, okay, what if, what if, what if? But God commands us not to worry. Very familiar verses, Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And um, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Um, then I won't read this passage, although it is an excellent passage. Um, but Matthew 6, 26 through 34, where Christ talks about the birds of the air. They don't worry about their food. God feeds them and, and how the flowers of the field are arrayed better than Solomon was. And then I, I love verse 34. And remember, this is after talking about basic needs, food, clothing. But it says, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So just God's command not to worry, and I think that money can be part of that. So that's why we're going to talk about finances today. So, <clears throat> all right, let's go ahead and dive right into the, the meat of this. Um, the theory, okay, I, I called it the theory because we, it's easy to have a theory about something, but then you'll see the next point will be the practice, sometimes a little bit harder. But uh, we'll just go over the theory a little bit, which we did discuss last year, but I'm really going to spend a lot of time on the practice aspect of it. So, A, budgeting. All right. <clears throat> now, some of you may already be groaning in yourselves. Saying, oh, budget. Um, budget is not a bad word. Um, I think a lot of times it gets a bad rap because you think, oh, if I'm on a budget, I'm restricted. I can't do this. I can't do that. It's kind of like diet. If you think of the word diet, diet is actually, I, have it, I had this at the end, I'm going to say it now. Diet is actually the usual food and drink of a person or animal. You know, you talk about a squirrel. The squirrel's diet is nuts. The bird's diet is seeds or whatever it may be, but soon as I say diet, I'm sure that's not what you're thinking about. You're thinking about restricting these foods, not eating too much sugar, not eating too much fat. But we have kind of a negative view of it because of, <clears throat> or it's become it's the same thing with budgeting. I think a lot of times people think budget, ooh, restrictive. But if you were at my workshop, workshop session last year, we talked about how actually it can free you to do things and how actually you can have freedom through budgeting. Um, so, make a budget, number one. Make a budget. And I'm not going to spend too much time on this because I did do it last year. If you have any questions, I can, you know, I'd be glad to answer them. But also, a lot of the things that I get are from Mary Hunt's books. Uh, she's helped me extremely with um, a lot of things. And I have some here that I'll show you a little bit later. But 
first basic thing to make a budget is start by tracking your spending. Um, how many of you could right now, right this minute, tell me how much you spend on groceries every year? You don't need to tell me, but how many of you can tell me I have so much budgeted for groceries every year, every month? Um, every month, sorry, not every month. Okay, one, two, three, four, five. So about half of you, okay? Um, making a budget will actually, um, you can say, okay, I have $200 budgeted a month for groceries. Be transparent and honest with you, that's what we have budgeted for groceries, but it also includes toilet paper, toiletries, and all that stuff. Um, so I know once you have children, that changes. There's a lot of things that change that, but there are ways that you can live within a budget. But with a budget, if you can start by tracking your spending, um, if you track your spending on groceries, you can see about how much you might spend on groceries a month, and then you have something that you can actually start working with. Like if you start tracking and you say, oh, okay, I spent $700 last month on groceries. Whoa, that is like a third of my budget, okay? So then you start seeing, okay, how much of my budget is really going towards groceries? Um, they say, they, you know, the they, but they say that groceries and food is actually one of the biggest budget busters. Um, a lot of the other things are pretty set. I mean, your mortgage is a set amount. You know, obviously when it's winter, that can break your budget too as far as heating and things. But that food is actually one of the best places that you can actually um, track and also be able to cut back. You can't cut back on your mortgage payment or you'll get in trouble. Um, you know, just things like that. So start by tracking your spending. There's different ways that you can do this. Um, but I would suggest just for, the, for one month, Every day you spend money, have a three-by-five card in your purse and just write down what you spend. I've got some groanings over here. Is that a contact groaning? Or? <laughs> um, it, it is a pain. It is a pain because I remember doing this at first, but it will really help you to see where your money is going. I know people that have done this, and all of a sudden they're saying, you know what? I didn't think my Starbucks habit was that bad, but I realized that I spent $90 this month on Starbucks. If you look at it that way, it looks the thing. But if you're only doing, you know, you think, oh, it's only 2 or $3. Well, Starbucks isn't 2 or $3, but um, it's only $5 every time I go, and I don't go that much. But if you go, you know, three days a week, every week of the month, you're going to spend $80, $90. Okay, so you don't, when you think of it in that term, in those terms, all of a sudden you're spending eight to nine hundred dollars a year just on Starbucks. What could you do with that eight, nine hundred dollars? Okay, so when you start thinking of numbers like that, it really starts doing that. And tracking everything will do two things. It'll help you set a budget and it'll make you see where the money is leaking out. Because um, sometimes little leaks are actually what cause some of the trouble. Um, a lot of times, People keep track of their big spending, but all of a sudden they find that they're overdrafted in their bank account. And what was it? It was the, you know, $5 whatever at Walmart that they just went and picked something up that they forgot to record. And all of a sudden they're overdrafted in their checking account. So, <coughs> excuse me. Okay, so that's just one way. There's other ways that you can do it, too. Um, then, obviously, at the end of the week, you, you probably don't want to leave it till the end of the month and have, like, 33 by 5 cards that would get discouraging but just keep track of it and then you can just excel sheets if you I don't know how to work those I can always make one for you I have all kinds of excel sheets that I've created for different finance things so if you'd like some of those I can always send those to you by email okay uh, B <coughs> figure out your savings 
Um, here I have had 10 to 12 categories at the most. This is, um, these are the things that, uh, for example, vacation. Um, set money aside every month towards a vacation. It might not be very much that you're able to set aside, but if you set it aside every month, it'll start adding up. Um, these are some of the ones that I have. I have car repair, clothing, um, gifts. Boy, does Christmas ever get you. For us, we have Christmas, but we've got my mother-in-law and my father-in-law's birthday are in December and their anniversary and then Christmas. And then we're free for about until my husband's birthday is April 30th and then it's like April 30th, May, June, July, and August. We have all all the family's birthday. Then we have a respite until December again. But um, but setting that money aside every month for gifts really does help because all of a sudden when Christmas comes along, it's not, oh no, I need, you know, $100 for to spend on gifts. It, it's been set aside every month. So vacation, uh, home repairs, just different things. And, and I'm sorry if you were, I didn't want to repeat everything from last year, but I, I did go through this where um, at first it's really hard when you're making a budget to maybe have this thing like, I don't have $30 a month to set aside for clothing. I can't do that right now. But as you start to um, diminish, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, increase as opposed to, well, we'll just say diminish, diminish your expenditures maybe in groceries, um, maybe the first month you put that, money into a gift category, but you had to borrow some of that to pay for the extra groceries. But as you get better with your budget, you won't have to borrow anymore, and that money's money that you don't even think about. And I strongly suggest if you have a checking and a savings account that you just have that money direct deposit, like over into, not direct deposit, transferred over to your savings account. Let's say that every month you have $150 that just goes towards car repair, clothing, gift, saving, vacation, just have that put into your savings account because that's money that you don't have there to spend. So you don't see it. You say, oh, I have $150. It's set aside. Now, the thing with savings account, there's a lot of um, budget things that are out there that you can break it down yourself. I just used to have a binder, and I used to have one that would say clothing at the top, and then I would put, you know, deposited $30. So that everything that I had in my savings account was broken down into those different categories in the little binder. There's all kinds of Excel sheets you can do that with, too, but... Sorry, I'm just flying through this. Um, I'm getting really warm, too. Um, C, in your budget, you want to include monthly bills and expenses. That's super basic. I mean, we're talking phone, utilities, groceries, fuel, um, offerings, and things like that. But D, a lot of times people forget to include quarterly and yearly expenses. Um, life insurance. I know we pay life insurance once a year. And uh, it's not a ton of money, but still it's, you know, 200 and whatever. All of a sudden in January, right after Christmas, I have to come up with $200 to pay for life insurance. Well, what I did is every month during that year before, I set aside $20. And then when it's time to come to pay for life insurance, the money's there for it. So just, just really basic thing. I'm not teaching any rocket science things, but if you've never done this before, it can, it can sometimes seem a little daunting. But... Um, number two under budgeting, don't use a credit card unless you can pay it off right away. Um, now, you know, some, some of you may have credit card debt. I know when we started with our marriage, we had credit card debt that we couldn't obviously pay off every month. We just made payments on it. But once you get your credit card uh, paid off, which we'll talk about in B um, in the next section, um, go ahead and use it. There's so many things online now. If you purchase stuff online, you need a credit card. So it's not like... 
not like don't use credit card, it's evil, it's bad. No, it's just you need, you can use it, but just remember, for example, okay, I'm going to buy clothing online for $30, then earmark that $30 from your clothing fund to go to pay toward your credit card. So, once again, I, I feel so bad, I really want to dive into this, but I, I won't. If you have any questions, please be, feel free to come and ask me. Uh, but there are books here that explain it more in depth than I can in about an hour or however much time I have. Um, number three, use cash as much as possible. We have become a cashless society. I mean, have you seen the Visa? I think it's the Visa commercials where everybody's in line and they're all swiping, swiping, and then somebody comes with cash and it's like the whole world stops and they're like, oh, I bet my husband just laughs every time because he knows I'm just steaming inside. I get so irate with that. It's kind of like, what's wrong with paying with cash? But nowadays, that's the way people see it. It's just, it, well, I shouldn't say that's the way people see it. That's the way Lisa would like us to see it. Um, but, oh, and I'm going to have to pick this up because I knew I forgot to bring something here. But um, if you use cash, let me grab this real quick. And my friends all laugh at me. I made new envelopes for those of you that know me. My other envelopes lasted two years. They've gone to a better place now. Um, but use the envelope system and have fun. That's the next uh, blank in your <clears throat> section. I didn't stamp them, almost, but no, I used papers. Um, this is my grocery envelope. I even put a label on it saying groceries. This is my eat out envelope. This is a marriage saver. <laughs> this is my, our fun money. And then this one is my favorite. It's my spending. I didn't put anything on it because it's just too pretty to put any writing on it. No, this is um, my, I don't want to say allowance, but pretty much my allowance. And you'll laugh when you find out what I use my allowance for. It's called Walgreens. Anyway, everybody who knows me well knows about that. No, but seriously, every month at the beginning of the month, I take out money. You can do this twice a month. depends how you get paid and things. But every month at the beginning of the month, I take out my money, my $200, I put it in this envelope, and that has to last me the whole month. And I tell you what, when you have that in an envelope and you see how much you have left, you spend a lot less. You're a lot less prone to go and just pick stuff off just because, oh, that sounds good right now. Because all of a sudden, I, I remember being like this, like, oh, I've got $20 and we have 10 days left in the month. Well, do I really need this? Or I'll start using the stuff that's in my freezer. I'll talk about stuff in the freezer later. But all of a sudden, I'm getting a lot more creative with what I already have at home instead of just buying. Because that's the things. I mean, it's convenience. How many of us are really busy running around, taking the kids to soccer practice or whatever it may be, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I don't have a meal ready. Well, let's either go out and eat or um, just grab something from the grocery store. Eat out money. When I married my husband... I thought eating out was a terrible waste of money, as where my husband thought it was a wonderful way to take his wife out. So it became an area of contention. I'm, I, that's a little too strong, but it, it was definitely. But then when we started making the budget and I say, okay, this is how much money we have in eat out, be like, oh, let's go out and eat. I'd be totally fine with it instead of stressing out about it because I knew we had money. If he said, let's go out to eat, and it's towards the end of the month, it's kind of like, Okay, we have $11. We can go to McDonald's or, <laughs> and, you know, things like that. It just really helped because it loosened me up because I used to be so uptight about, well, I don't know if we have enough money to eat out. But once I had that in my envelope, then I knew how much, yep, we're fine. Or if you said, well, let's go out to a restaurant that costs, not that we would ever do this, but that costs $60. It's like, okay, but 
now we only have this much money to last the rest of the month. So it's really helped me to loosen up and to have fun when we actually go out instead of like, I used to be like, okay, what's the cheapest thing on the menu? You know, because you're worrying about money. And it's helped him because if he could, he loves eating out, so he'd eat out every meal. Well, that's not really good on a budget. So and then our fun money, that's just if you want to go mini golfing or whatever. A lot of times the fun money jumps into the eat out money because we haven't done anything by the end of the month and my husband wants to go out to eat. So so seriously, like I said, when you're doing groceries and all of a sudden you realize, you know, if, oh, I only have $20 left, you just start getting really creative. And it really, really does help. And you know every month that's how much you have. Um, but I'll teach you ways how to save money so that you can bring it down to that. Well, not to 200 but to whatever you need for your family. Okay, B, debt reduction. This is what I spent a lot of time on. Did, are you missing any blanks? Oh, yes. B, under use cash, you will spend less. You really, really will. I used to be so skeptical of this because I read books that would say that. If you use cash, you'd spend less. And I'm like, man, if I have cash, I'm going to spend it. But when you realize that's all you have for that category, it's like, no, you really budget it better. So um, look at my handy dandy thing here. 5.30. Okay. All right. Uh, big letter B now. Debt reduction. Um, I spent a lot of time on this last year. I'm not going to spend very much time on it. Um, but one of the things that we need to realize, especially in this society, is to realize what, what debt is and what it does. Um, a, it promotes discontentment. And um, obviously, I've talked about that. You deserve better. Oh, you know, buy this couch on credit. You don't have to pay, start paying till next January. Um, and it really does promote discontentment because you start thinking, no, I deserve this and I can pay for it later even though you're paying for it and it's already gone to the dumpster. You know, you, you don't think of it right then. You just say, I really want this couch. Um, B, it makes arrogant presumptions about the future. All of a sudden, um, I don't know if couch is a good example, but that couch that you really wanted and all of a sudden the Lord puts it on your heart, let's say, to adopt. And all of a sudden you're like, man, I've got this, you know, debt that is over me and I have to pay that off before we can start even thinking about saving money to do whatever it is. Or another presumption is that your husband's still going to be healthy or you're still going to be healthy enough to work. What if something happens? Not, not to get starting worry, but what you're doing when you buy something on credit like a couch or something like that, let's say, you're presuming that in a year you'll have the money to pay for it. What if you don't? So it's just making presumptions about the future. Um, C, it requires you to transfer your future wealth to your creditors. I don't know about you, but a year down the road, I want my money to be not going to creditors to pay off things. Um, D, it limits your options. And when you have really heavy loads of debt, it eliminates um, them all together. Uh, this lady, um, Mary Hunt, you'll hear me talk about her a lot. Um, my favorite book of hers used to be Debt Proof Living, but I actually like this one better, Live Your Life for Half the Price. Um, for someone that's really into debt, Debt Proof Living is the best book there is out there, but it is a little more heavy duty. This one's really fun to read, and it has a lot of the same principles in it. But um, she had $100,000 worth of unsecured debt. That's stuff that's like credit card debt, um, you know, that kind of thing. Not home mortgage. That's a secure debt. But um, 
and they, her, she and her family had to make a ton of sacrifices to pay that off. She did pay it off, and that's why she's, she can really write this book and say how to do it. But it really limited them during those years when they were trying to pay that debt off. So it does really eliminate a lot of options. They couldn't go on family trips or whatever. Um, e, it steals your freedom and makes you a slave. Um, you know, some people get so much into debt that they've got the creditors calling them. They don't want to answer the phone. You know, that's one extreme. But also, if all you're thinking about is paying off something and that's taking up your thoughts, that's really not freedom. You've become a slave to that debt. So those are just some some of the things that debt does. And um, that's from Mary Hunt's book, Debt Proof Living. Um, so number two, get rid of debt. And under that, get rid of stupid debt. Um, I love she said that. Stupid debt versus intelligent borrowing. Obviously, most of us are not going to be able to go and purchase a house with cash. That's probably not going to happen unless... I don't know, unless you win the lotto or something. But since most of us don't play, I don't think that's going to happen. But you always think, hope for the publisher's clearinghouse. You know, they come knocking on your door. Like, that's not lotto, right? <laughs> um, but, no, get rid of stupid debt and make a plan to repay. Once again, this is what I spent a lot of time on last year. If you have any questions, I would love to either try to answer them or at least direct you to um, to a plan that really works. But you want to get rid of that stupid debt. Um, I had a friend in Rhode Island that they had credit card debt, and then her husband wasn't quite on board necessarily with her about money. And um, so they'd go out to a restaurant and put $35 on the credit card. Well, the credit card had a revolving balance. They couldn't pay it off every month. So, you know, you're paying interest on that $35. Some of the $35 meal you had, you're paying, still paying for it a year down the road, and all of a sudden it's become $50, and you can't remember what you had that day when you went to the restaurant. So that's what she calls stupid debt. Um, intelligent borrowing would be like a mortgage on a house. Um, there's some debate about school loans and things like that. Um, I think schools have gotten so expensive it's near impossible to go through school without coming out with some kind of school loan. But, um, but those are intelligent borrowing versus, you know, you've got something for it. Okay, B, don't fall back into the same trap. One of the biggest traps that people fall back into, even once they've repaid their debt, um, and, and when I say this, it do, you don't have to be deeply into debt to, to have these habits. Um, for example, this um, stimulus package that's coming up, you know, if you're, if, um, you're single, it's $600. If you're married, it's $1,200 and $300 for each child. If you make under a certain amount, blah, blah, blah. Um, don't, I would suggest, and so would Mary Hunt, not to put all that necessarily if you have debt towards the debt. Um, this is the reasoning. It's better to save some of it because let's say you have, uh, let's say you have $2,000 in credit cards that you need to pay off and you're trying to pay it off. Then you get $1,200 in this bonus, okay, whether it's at work or whether like now it's a stimulus package, and you decide, I'm going to put $1,200 and pay down that debt. Now I only have $800. Well, what if your car breaks down? and you need $500 worth of repair, what are you going to do? Put it back on the credit card. You're just falling back into the same trap. Um, so it's better to take your time with it. It's like a lot of things. It's discipline. Just pay what you can every month. And once again, it's, she has a really good plan on how to repay it. We used it, and we paid our debt down in two years, which should have taken us 
think, five or six. So, And it's not like we made a ton of money. It's just how we directed the money toward it. But, um, but you know, suggest to set some aside and save some for emergencies and things like that. Um, anyway, C, give yourself a raise. Okay, and we're like... Okay, I'd love to give myself a raise. How do I do it? Um, this is just a cute little way of saying the best way, and this is what should have been on the bottom of the page and made it to the next top, but the best way to give yourself a raise is to reduce your spending. Um, if you think about it, if you go to the store and you were going to pay $40, but you're only paying $35, that's $5 that's in your pocket right now that you have more. And we'll talk about different ways that you can do that. But reducing your spending will be like giving yourself a raise, really. Okay, now on to the practice or the practical. Uh, any questions up till now? I know I've, I'm really flying through this, but this is because it's some repeat of last year and I don't want to spend too much time on it. So, Any questions? Ooh, quiet bunch. Okay. All right, groceries. Like I said, this is one of the biggest um, expenses, really, for most households. Um, eating out can, can be also, but with groceries, there are ways that you can um, reduce your spending. Okay. Preparation is key. You see that under there, groceries. Preparation is key. You'll save both time and money. Um, and you've heard it. Time is money. You know, if you're, if you're a stay-at-home mom, you might not think about that because you're not getting paid for what you're doing, but any time that you save is actually saving you money in the long run, and I'll explain as we go down there. Um, and this is actually something boy, I'm really afraid, that I've just started doing not that long ago, so I am learning, learning this. I've been wanting to do this for a year, and I just keep forgetting to do it, but obviously this really, you can tell I need to clean my purse out too. Um, this kind of motivated me to do it because I wanted to teach on it, but I've only been doing it for a little bit. But um, number one, pre-planned, I call it a referral list. Uh, and I lost my referral list. Um, I think it fell out. That must be what fell out. Well, that stinks. Anyway, I just have this little piece of paper, and I laminated it with tape, you know, big tape, but it's only about this big. But what I did is I wrote down a list of things that I get a lot, um, whether it's milk, eggs, you know, things, grocery-type things, or um, if you're, you like a certain brand of laundry detergent or um, any cleaning products that you might use around, things that you buy a lot or at least on a regular basis. I made a list, and I went to Walmart because that's where I happen to be closer to. Some people are closer to Woodman's. I know Lacey's real close to Woodman's. But the store where you would basically go to go grocery shopping and get your basis stuff, okay, usually Walmart or Woodman's or one of those stores. And I wrote down all the prices. I went through the store, and I went and wrote down all the prices of those things that I normally buy, okay. Because um, usually Walmart and Woodman's, for the most part, aren't like Highlander where they have like a big, they call them loss leaders. Have you ever heard that expression, loss leaders, where Highlander will have, for example, you know, meat for really cheap because they want you to come into their store, but they know that you'll buy other things. So, but for the most part, Woodman doesn't really put out a flyer that I know of, or Walmart, their, their prices are pretty stable. So go figure out what the prices are for the things that you buy. 
and then you go um, to your regular store and you price everything up. I did this on my lunch break, so it didn't take very long. But it's going to end up saving me a lot of time in the long run because let's say I'm, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself, but let's say I have to go to Walgreens. Why would I ever go to Walgreens? But I have to go to Walgreens to pick something up, and all of a sudden they have a sale or a clearance on something, and I think, oh, that's a really good price. Well, is it really? Because just because it says clearance doesn't mean it's necessarily a good price. Um, and I can pull out my referral list and then look at the price and say, oh, see, it's only it's 10 cents more than I would pay at Walmart or whatever. Um, so the referral list is very helpful. I, one of the things that spurred me onto it was at CVS they had, have you heard of their extra reward bucks back? You go buy something and then it prints out this coupon that you can use on your next purchase. Well, I use Intuition Razor and they're really, the things are really expensive. They're like $3 a blade. So whenever I can save money on that. Well, they were on sale, I think, for $9.99 and then you got $4 in Easy Rewards bucks back. Plus I had a $2 coupon, blah, blah, blah. In the end, I think I was going to pay, that doesn't even add up, but I was going to pay $5 for the blades, and I'm like, that's still way too expensive. I can get it cheaper at Walmart. Then I went to Walmart and found out that the blades were $9.59, so with my $2 coupon, I was going to pay $7.59. So I would have saved that money at CVS, but I didn't have my referral list. But that's what I'm talking about. When you see something like that, you can actually pick it up. If you're there already, it's not like you're spending the gas to go get it. You're there already, and you can get that. And that actually does save um, time. Um, laundry detergent, you know, 100 ounces, 96 ounces, 200 ounces. Sometimes it's hard to know what the price is unless in your head you just have this calculator. It's like, okay, it's 10 cents an ounce or whatever it might be. Well, that would be really expensive. But um, So anyway, that's just think. Uh, so just print up your list and have it in your purse. And if you can pull that out, when you come up upon those things, Highlanders prices are usually higher, but they'll have sales sometimes where you can actually save money. Places that you think, oh, this is a lot more expensive. Where it really gets down um, is people like the dollar store, and I'm not against the dollar store, but there are things at the dollar store that you can get cheaper other places. If you think, oh, this is a great deal at the dollar store, well, if you if you had your list, you could see at 60 cents at Walmart, it's not really that great of a deal. So that's just one little thing that you could do to help um, save time and money. And you, you will have to do it once, and then you never have to do it again. Obviously, prices will go up. Eggs. <laughs> When I priced up eggs, they were a lot cheaper than they are now, um, but things like that. But just, just a general list. Okay, before, at home, um, preparation or prep at home saves time. The more preparation you can do at home before going grocery shopping, the less time you'll have to spend in the grocery store, and you'll end up saving time. Now, this is especially important if you have children going with you grocery shopping. And I thought about this because I was like, oh, I can just go in and out. I don't have to take any children out of the car and things like that. But if you do a lot of your preparation at home, you're going to save a lot of the time at the grocery store. Um, flyers. Here we have Highlander. I don't know. Is everybody pretty much from around here, Illinois? or No, you're from Indiana, aren't you? At Kroger, um, Logley's, Schnucks, I think, other places. But they have um, this. I, here's a quick question. What is a good price for chicken breast. How about this? Tyson boneless chicken breast. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, were you? But seriously, like, my, I had a lady at work that told me, she's like, yeah, I don't, 
I don't buy it that much because it's like three bucks a pound. I'm like, three bucks a pound? Where are you buying it? But I mean, if you go to Walmart, that's what the general price might be. But, um, but if you wait for it as a loss leader at Highlander, what I do is I buy it and I freeze it. And I don't have to buy it. It's, it's a cycle of about three to four weeks. It'll come back down again. But you can get enough meat and freeze it to last you until the next time it's that cheap. Same thing with uh, ground beef, things like that. So, so if you do this at home, let me see. Is this the right one? No, it's not. No, I had one where I circled stuff. This is what I do at home, okay? I get my big old marker, and I circle stuff that are good prices or whatever. And that way, then I go back through and I make my list with this. But I do this at home, and then I match it up with coupons that I might have. Once again, this is not rocket science, but if you do it at home, and I actually make my list. I'm getting ahead of myself again. Um, well, I'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, number one, you see there, get the Sunday paper. Um, it does have coupons in there that will end up paying for itself. We get the Sunday paper delivered, and I, I save more than what the paper's worth. Plus, we get to read the comics, which with my husband and I, which we like that. So, uh, But then also, not only are there coupons in there, but there are flyers in there, too. That's where your Walgreens and your CVS and, um, you know, different places have coupons and flyers in them. And then uh, making menus according to sales. Instead of saying, this is my menu for the week, and then going and purchasing the food, if you see that chicken's on sale that week, make more chicken you know, that week, or meat, um, maybe you have meat left over from the last sale because you froze it, but just making menus according to sales, because I remember when I was learning to, to cook, I'd think, okay, I need to go buy this, 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 and that, and all of a sudden you're buying this spice when it's $4 instead of, you know, when you could have gotten it two weeks ago for $2, and those are little things that you might think, I'm only saving 50 cents here and there, but that really adds up, kind of like the Starbucks coffee can add up to a lot over the period of a year, so can all those savings. And then number three, loss leaders are great for stocking up. Like I said, loss leaders are things that um, stores will put out um, to draw you into their store. And uh, they don't make much money off me because that's pretty much all I buy when I go there. But um, B, if you need help, go to, w, uh, to mygrocerydeals.com. Um, they pretty much have all the grocery stores that are out there if, you're, if you don't get Because I get this every... Do you, do you get this in your um, mailbox? Um, when I was in Rhode Island, they didn't send it automatically, but you could sign up for it at the store and they would send it to you. Um, but here I just get it every Wednesday. So, um, But if you don't get these, then you can go online and my grocery deals usually has all their sales um, from all the different flyers from all over the state. So, um, C, remember, sorry if you're not from here, Highlander and Logley double coupons up to 55 cents. When I was in Rhode Island, they doubled coupons up to 99 cents. That was great. I can't tell you how much stuff I got for free because I had a 75 cent or 99 cent coupon that they would double. Um, and then I've got under there also the if you want the flyers for Highlander or, or Logley um, and Payless is also Kroger. That, that'll work. But if you go under Find Stores, you can pull up the digital copy of that. So. Okay, D, make a list. Um, and then organize it according to store sections. Once again, ladies, this isn't anything new. I hope you're not too disappointed, but this is nothing new, but it really, really does help because then when you're going through the grocery store, you're not going, okay, what else do I need? Oh, stink, I forgot to get the yogurt when I was getting the cream cheese. Now you have to go all the way back, especially if you have children. You know, you get frustrated, and then you have to buy them something or 
how that works. So, um, organizing source sections, and then what I do too is I mark items that I have a coupon for, and I clip it to it. But then, like, let's say I have a coupon for the Philadelphia cream cheese, I put a C and circle it, so I know that I have a coupon for that that I need to pull out. Um, I have grocery lists. I used to have my own, but we changed computers, and I never got it. But this basically has the different um, things. It says fruit, vegetables, meat, and then you can just put how many you want or put a check by it. Um, and this is organized kind of for you already. And I have plenty of copies there. There's two to a sheet here. Then there's this one. It's called the ultimate grocery list. Um, but these I got online also, but this has everything. So if it says alcohol on there, it's because I printed off the Internet. That's not really my list. But, um, but seriously, this is nice, too, because sometimes um, there's things that I don't necessarily think of. And then until I see it on the list, oh, let's write bacon. I forgot to write it down or whatever. So, so these, these can be helpful. But once again, it's time saved because I think a lot of the times the reason people don't use coupons and don't um, necessarily shop with the sales is just because they tell me, I don't have time. Um, but if you prep at home, and I think I say this later, do it while you're watching your favorite TV program at night or when you've got 15 minutes. For me right now, I work full time. I... Uh, take my lunch um, and I'll eat my food and I'll cut coupons and organize them. So it's just a matter of, of preparation ahead actually ends up saving you money in the long run because um, it's prepared and organized. So because if you're like like me, I used to have one envelope with all the coupons and it would be like you'd be in the store like, oh, I know I have a coupon for this. And then you're like going through all and all couldn't find it. And then you just give up because coupons are discouraging. I don't want to spend 10 minutes looking for a coupon to save 25 cents. So, anyway, um, stock up on the items you use a lot. Basic things. Uh, when I was in, when we were in Rhode Island, the pastor used to came over one time to help us with groceries, and um, he's like, "How much toilet paper do you have?" I had like three packages of the 12 double roll or whatever, and um, you know they laughed, but we never ran out of toilet paper. Um, I remember. Uh, I think it was we were in the old house here. Um, Walgreens had where you could get panty liners free. Like you bought $10 worth, you got $10 back. And I remember stocking up on those. And my husband saying, how many of those do you need? But you know what I did? I finally, I'm on my last box now after a year and a half. So I haven't had to buy any. But those are things, obviously, if you have a very small house, it can be difficult. But those are things that you're going to use anyway, especially if you get them free. Um, I think I remember some friends going away and they, they didn't have any. So I gave them a box. It frees you up to be able to help others, too, if you get shampoo for free, which I'll talk about Walgreens later. But when missionaries come through or you have a guest come to your house, you can put a, a hospitality basket together and give it to them. And you're able to give something really nice, but you didn't have to go spend a lot of money for it. Because I, I think that as, as Christian women, we need to do things for others. But I think sometimes it's kind of like not pre-planned and we're like, oh, such and such is coming over. I want to put something together with them. And then we go and spend $20 when if we had just been kind of using the sales and things, we could have gotten it done for $5. So just some ideas. Um, F, add some pre-cooked or frozen items to your list. Yeah. Lacey's <laughs> like, hey, man. Um, if you're a bachelor guy, you live on frozen pizzas. But you know what? As a family, it's good to have some frozen pizzas in the kitchen, in the freezer, because 
if something comes up, instead of having to go out to eat now, you can just pull something out of the freezers. And like I said, they're, they're cheaper than eating out. So those are good things just to have on, on hand. Once again, not rocket science, but just little ways that you can save money here and there. And it really does add up in the end. So, Okay, um, grocery still. During at the store, shop with a list and stick to it. If you're like me, don't take your husband along with you. <laughs> Because this looks good and that looks good. He'll be the first to admit it. Um, but anyway, like I said, I have those lists there if you'd like to grab some. And there's blanks on there, too, for things that you need to add. But um, once again, basic things. Shop from one end and systematically go through each aisle. Um, and if you have your list organized like that, obviously it's going to go a lot faster. Once again, if you have children, it'll make it go a lot faster. Uh, Taking along a calculator, uh, some of the stores have it now where it tells you what the price is per ounce. Like I remember looking at peanut butter and thinking, oh, this big jar of peanut butter is going to save me money, but it was actually more expensive than the little jar of peanut butter per, per ounce. So I could have gotten two of the smaller ones for cheaper than I could get the big ones. So um, if you see an unlisted sale, um, sometimes they have that at the end of the aisles. Oh, this big sale that wasn't announced in their flyer. Pull out your referral list. Is this really a good price? That really does help. It might be something that you need. And that is straying off of your list, not sticking to it, but it's something that you might need. And then D, use your cash. And like I said, when you see how much money you have left, because there's times where I see stuff that's on sale, and I think, oh, I could use this, and we're going to need this down the road, maybe not right now. And then I look and I think, no, I don't have enough money to do that. Um, it is a good sale, but... I don't have the money right now, so because those are the things that can break the budget. No. No. Because of the debit card, it's it's you put it on the it's like a credit card in the sense that you put it on there and it's only on your statement. When you have your envelope in front of you with a debit card, it's going to make more work for you because you're going like this. You're going, okay, I spent 125 dollars this time. What's, what did I spend last time? Am I over budget? Am I not? When you have the envelope in front of you, you see how much money you have left. And it, seriously, debit card is one of the hardest things because it's coming out. You're, you're thinking, oh, I'm not putting it on a credit card, but it's also a lot harder to keep track of. If you have cash in front of you, like I said, it really helps you to be like, okay, I have $20. I have to go to Sam's right now. I need to get this, this, and that. Oh, I don't have enough money to get that. Do I really need this? It makes you rethink what you really need. So, no, I, no. That's a good question, very good question. But, yes? Organizing your coupons. Uh-huh. I use coupons that I use. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you organize? Do you, could I buy, like, cereal here? Uh, yeah. Um, and, let's see. I have a coupon organizer. Here, mm-hmm. Shampoo here. What, what do you? Actually, thank you, because I, for some reason I forgot to put it on here, but Dollar Store has these, Walmart has these, you don't have to spend very much money on these. And this one's getting, this is my second one I've had in six years of marriage. So, I mean, they do last. This one's just a paper one I got at the dollar store. They have the sections already for you. They have beverage, canned goods, frozen foods, things like that. Um, but you can make your own labels, too. I brought another one. I thought Nicole might come here. I've, I bought this for my friend Nicole, and... I've had it for two months now. I keep forgetting to give her. But you can also get these that you can make your own labels for them. That's very helpful. Um, but pretty much I follow this. These are usually pretty good as far as how to organize coupons. Um, the one that I changed, what's it called? New products. It says new products in here. Um, that's my Walgreens section. But we'll talk about that later. 
ketone, let's stuff with Walgreens. Um, but yeah, that's a good question too. Uh, um, thank you for bringing that up, Heidi, because I totally forgot to put it on there. But a coupon organizer is actually one of the best investments you can make as far as coupons is concerned because, like I said, you don't just have one envelope that you're trying to look through it. It really does organize. But if you do it at home before you leave, you already have your coupons out for the items that you're buying. Yes, Joyce? Right. But it takes so much time. It does. To enter that all in. I mean, I'm spending like 15, 20 minutes here. Right. Right. And the other thing, too, is if you do that, but then you also want to make sure that you're staying within, let's say, your $200 grocery budget, you've got to go to this other list and say, okay, here's my $200. Oh, $15 of this was for groceries, take it out of there. You know, so you're spending not only time putting it in your checkbook to make sure that your checkbook balances, but you're also putting it over here to make sure that you're not overspending on your grocery budget. Exactly. As where if you just have the cash, it, it's hard when you first start out, ladies, it's hard. I remember doing this and thinking, I can't take all this cash out. I mean, this is $200 that I'm taking right now out. It's not in the bank, but you know what? Once you get into that routine of it, it becomes second nature. It really, really does. And it honestly, I was a skeptic when they said you'll spend less money, but it is very, very true. So, um, and some people have different things. I don't have gas money on there just because of the convenience. Um, and it's not like I buy gas every day. You know, well, <laughs> nowadays, <laughs> um, it's not like I buy gas every day. But I've chosen. Mary, I think, suggests to use cash for um, for gas, but it's just so inconvenient. You have to go in, go pay them, go put it back in, and things like that. So there are things, you make it work for you. Um, you know, if you bought groceries online, some people do that. Obviously, the cash isn't going to work, but yes? I'm too about cash on gas, just on the particular system. I know the Road Rangers, you're yes. in Rockford, they have cash. Ten, ten cents less. cheaper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so if that's somewhere near your house, like I know there's one by my work, but um, me and gas, I'm really bad about gas. I let it get down to low, and then I say, hey, hon, you want to switch speakles? <laughs> this needs gas. But to my, to my defense, gas is cheaper by where he works than where, by where I work. So that's my excuse anyway. Yeah? Do you have a place where you go specifically to buy to get coupons, or do you just use the newspaper? The newspaper, pretty much. Um, Online. There are, in, and I... Um, I do have a couple places, but a lot of places are getting really picky about internet coupons and are refusing to use them. So I don't even, I don't want to stand in line and argue with the cashier there. So for the most part, I don't use it. I do use internet coupons, but not usually for groceries that much. But there are a few places like um, couponclipper.com, I think is one of them. And then you've got, there are places online, but I don't use them quite as much as that. The other thing too, and... I have it a little bit later, but you can actually call manufacturers, and um, if you just tell them, you know, I really like your product or whatever, do you have any coupons, and they'll either tell you, yeah, it's in the Sunday paper, or, well, no, we don't normally, but we'll send you some, and I'll talk about that in a minute, but that's pretty much where I get most of my coupons. Um, Highlander actually has started sending me, I don't know if it's quarterly, but they'll send me this little booklet, and it's like, Last time it was frozen food, so they had coupons on frozen food. But in there it was also, say, $5 off a $60 purchase. I'm like, yeah, free money. I want $5 in my pocket. So that's pretty much where I do get them. So, 
Um, but it really depends on your store because some places, if you find a store that where you can get things online, then definitely that's a good place to get them to. How, do they throw out the Highlander yeah. Yeah. You know, with Highlander, I think it's because, you know, you have to have a card in order to get the discounts or whatever. And I think so obviously you're on their mailing list when you sign up for that card and that's when I started. It's it's just new. I've only gotten it twice in the past maybe six months. So but you might want to ask, you know, at at your Highlander or your Kroger or whatever about that. Okay, after at home. Prep as much as you can. Can you tell this is about preparation in advance? <laughs> it does really save money because if you're preparing in advance um, in, with your coupons and with your, you know, your um, flyers, you're going to use coupons more than you normally would with just being at the store and then saying, oh, I have a coupon for this. Um, you'll be more encouraged to use them. Um, if you prepare um, at home, you're going to save money too because if you're like me, I used to get um, lettuce. And it would sit in there, and it's like, oh, I want to make a salad to go along with the meal. Oh, I have to wash the lettuce. I don't have time. Never mind, we won't have a salad. Two weeks later, I'm like, what is that green stuff in my fridge? And I just had to throw out a head of lettuce. So what I did for a while, before I got smart about it, I'd start buying the bag lettuce, because then I could just start using it right away without having to wash it. Well, bag lettuce is, you know, is a lot more expensive than buying head lettuce. So now what I try to do is buy the head lettuce. When I get home, wash it all, wring it out. If you don't have one of those handy-dandy wringers, you can use, um, I have, what do you call those, flower sack, cheesecloth or flower sack, and I go outside and I put it in, and my neighbors must think I'm crazy, and I'm going, <laughs> so all the water comes out. But seriously, if you put it, like, in a Ziploc bag with a paper towel in there, it will stay crisp for weeks, literally. Like, I've forgotten about lettuce in there and it stays it stays good but I've saved the money and then we're eating healthier because I've prepped it ahead of time um, what I would do when I go grocery shopping and it depends on on where you're at in life whether you, if you have kids if it's something that you can do while your husband's watching the kids if you're uh, single and you're working full-time then then do it on a day where you're not working but in the end it'll save you time what I used to do I used to buy okay hamburger meat is on sale this week I'll buy five pounds of it I cook three pounds of it, mix it with taco um, seasoning, set it aside, freeze it. Um, I do some with my, I make a shepherd's pie. I do the seasoning in that, freeze it. Um, so then, you know, when it's busy time, I can just take it out, thaw it. Meals already ready there for it. But you've also got meals that are prepared ahead of time, but also you're buying the meat when it's cheap. So you're spending a lot less money, so... And I would strongly suggest cooking it before you freeze it because I used to buy it and just freeze it in a chunk. And then when I think about it, then I'd need a whole day to thaw it. So there goes my idea of making whatever. Is where with now it's cooked. Oh, I want to make lasagna. Just pull a baggie out of the frozen cooked meat already. I can just throw it in with the sauce. So just little things that will help because you're getting it cheaper, but you're also saving yourself time because it's kind of like, oh, I don't have time to make anything. Oh, wait, we have taco meat that we can just throw and make tacos with. So... Okay, and then keeping track of what you have. This is where I need to improve big time um, because I forget what I have in the freezer and I have a pork loin that's from May 19th last year and I still haven't used it. Now it's, you know, I've checked online and everything. It's not going to kill me, but it's just like I keep buying things and I need to, you know, so preparation ahead of time. Again, what do I have? How can I use it? So 
Okay, enough about groceries. We like food, but not necessarily grocery <laughs> shopping. Any questions before I go on? Yes. Have you ever went to Walmart? I don't know if they do it up here, but Walmart will match any advertised price. So if you come in with your little ad and you say, here's the I've never thought of that for food. Right. Right. Thank you. Right, right. But if they do like, they'll do their, a lot of their, um, what do you call it, their real teaching. Mm-hmm. Lost leaders. Mm-hmm. And so you can, yeah. a lot of times. And I forgot, this is very, okay, if you don't like what I'm saying, don't throw it away. Um, that's a very good point, and once again, I had it on my handout, and I must have erased it, but um, obviously, you don't want to be running to three or four stores just because they have a sale on something. <laughs> um, because the, especially the price of gas right now, it you know you can spend three dollars just to go save two dollars on meat or something. So that's really not worth it. I will talk about that. I think, yeah, in the miscellaneous tips. But okay, let's go on to gifts. Um, this is one of my favorite things. Like I said, I do have a category. Um, of gifts in my savings account that I set aside money every... Thank you. I'm a 10? Yes! <laughs> oh, 10 minutes. Okay, thank you. Five. Oh, what? Um, anyway, thank you, honey. That was pretty distracting. Um, gifts. No, seriously, I have... Um, if you know me, I have something that's called a gift box at home, which right now is not a box. It's actually a room. Um, but, no, it's the baby room that's going to be the baby room, and I just happened to pile everything in there. So, But I have what I call a gift box. Um, for example, um, my nieces, Heidi's daughters, like My Little Pony. Well, I was somewhere one time, and they had the cutest little, like, lunchbox type thing, the soft lunchbox, and with a My Little Pony on it. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I love these. I think I'm vicariously living through them because I used to love My Little Ponies. But So I... It was a time where I thought, this is something that they like. It's a good price. I'm going to buy it, even though I bought it, I think, in November. <laughs> so, I mean, and their birthday's in June. But if you've got your gift um, fund, you can do that because you're saving money because you're not paying as much as just going out at the last minute and buying something that they might just like or you're ending up spending more money on it. Um, so, number two, uh, number one, since you have a budget... Gift buying will be fun, not stressful. Um, if you didn't get B, B was gifts. But shop year-round. Don't think of, okay, Christmas. Oh, Christmas is in three weeks. I guess I better go shopping. I literally do my Christmas shopping, and I've gotten my husband into it because we saw something on Woot.com. He's like, oh, you know, my brothers and my father, my father would love this. So we bought one, and it's going to be in our gift box till Christmas. Um, and, you know, that teaches... <laughs> A few things, too, because in our society, what's cool right now might not be cool later. Like, your kids might like, you know, one kind of thing now, and at Christmas time, there's a new cool thing out. You just learn to be content. This is what I got you. <laughs> um, but, no, since you have a budget, gift buying should be fun and not stressful. Number two, very basic, have a list of what people like. Um, this is something that I used to have, and I've changed my day timers, but my poor husband, I'll be somewhere, and I'll see a shirt, and I'm like, I'll call him up, what's your shirt size again? But if you have that all there, then if you see something that's a really good price, then you can, oh, I'll pick this up for, you know, my sister-in-law or whatever. 
check clearance sections. Um, I think our society now, with, even with the whole visa thing and pay now, I mean, buy now, pay later, all these things, I think people think if you get stuff on clearance and give it as a gift, you're cheap. But you know what? I can get people um, that I love something a lot nicer than what I could have normally afforded. I paid less for it, but they're getting something a lot nicer than what I could have, could have gotten for them. Um, so that's kind of a mindset that you have to get yourself out of. Now, I'm not saying, you know, if it's, oh, I got this for you. Is it beautiful? It's dented and cracked. And, and I'm not talking about that kind of clearance section. But um, although I did do that, I went to Hobby Lobby, and they had this lamp that was like $80, and it had gotten cracked. And I think I ended up paying like $5 for it. It's beautiful. I just glued it back together. So anyway, that's another thing. But um, And contrary to what my husband say, I do not knit dryer lint into shirts. <laughs> I'm not that extreme in my penny pinching. That drives me nuts. Some people just do that. Although, I'll laugh at this, but I think I shared this last year, what you can do with dryer lint. Seriously, put it in those paper, I don't even know if they make those anymore, though, those paper egg holders, you know, the cartons, the, the carton ones, not the styrofoam ones. You put it in there and then pour a little bit of wax in there. They're great fire starters, apparently, if you have a fireplace. Oh, there you go. See? You guys already have plans for Lint. So, but no, seriously, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Camping, there you go. Roll. Yeah. There you go. I know. We go over to their house and it's like, what's that smell? It's the fuel starter. Well, there you go. So start saving your lint. You want me to start saving lint for you? <laughs> I was going to say, you just added two daughters. So, um, Then shopping online. Um, Lacey's now loves this. I told Lacey about this one time. Flickdeals.net. Oh, please correct that. It's not .com. I thought I got that. It's flickdeals.net. Um, wish I had a projector I could show you, but flickdeals.net basically is um, a community. I don't know, a forum, I guess they call it, where people that find that are crazy like me and find great deals all write on this forum. So basically, you can go there and you can see all these deals that people have found. Um, today, Flick Deals on the front page. $5 off $20 off a $20 purchase at Walgreens. I would have never known about that, but there it was. I clicked on it, printed it. Guess where I went today? Went to Walgreens to go get my free stuff. Now they paid me 5 bucks to get my free stuff because not only am I getting all my rebate stuff back, now I save $5 on top of that. So, um, But it's great places too. Um, right now, for example, at Kohl's, um, a lot of their electronic games, um, are on sale for six dollars, and then if you if you have the Kohl's credit card, which I'm thinking about getting, I'm not really too fond of credit cards, but Kohl's credit cards you save thirty percent and free shipping if you order online. So you can get those handheld games that are usually ten bucks for four sixty. So that's like an idea to have in your gift box if your son comes up to you and says, "Hey, I'm invited to a birthday party next week." Okay, let me dig in my gift box. Well, here's an electronic game that you can give to your friend. So you've got something already prepared for that. Um, yeah. Right now, huge on yeah, it's like so a buck sixty. My daughters, 
out of four or five dollars a piece, it would have been almost five hundred dollars. I think it saved like eighty-two, and that includes yeah. shipping. Yeah. And just crazy deal. Yeah, there is. But flakedeals.net, seriously, is where crazy people like us like to put all the things. Um, and then uh, if you purchase stuff from Amazon right there, I don't know if you know this, but they will, within 30 days, um, if the price goes down, they'll refund you the difference. But the only way that you can find that out is if you put it in your cart, and then, um, like, I just go every day. I don't spend much time doing this. I just go every day to Amazon, and I click on my cart, and then right at the top it'll say, such and such an item that's in your cart has gone from 50 to $52. Well, obviously, that's not going to help you. But such and such an item went from $10 to $8. Well, you might think it's only $2, but if you do that with everything that you purchase from Amazon, um, I remember one time we got, like, $30 back on Amazon. Cred either credits it back on your credit card, or if you used a gift card, they'll credit back to your Amazon account. So it's worth, to me, it's worth checking. It only takes, what, two seconds if you're, if you're online anyway. So, um, But see, this is one that's for me as much as for anybody else, but be careful with shopping online. It can be time-consuming. Um, slick deals, I work and I'm at the computer all day, so slick deals is always up. But if I'm going to be at home, I'm obviously not going to check it as much as I do now because I'm at the computer all day at work. So, um, But check Slick Deals out. The nice thing with Slick Deals, too, if you're looking for something in particular, let's say that you're looking for a red flyer wagon for your grandson or for your nephew or, or whatever, there is somewhere that if you sign up there that you can put in red wagon and then whenever something somebody puts something on there, it'll send you an email saying, hey, there's something with red wagon flyer, whatever, red flyer wagon, whatever it's called. Anyway, but you get my, my point with that. Okay, uh, C, just have fun. Uh, get a cute coupon organizer. Ladies, if you're going to be using it all the time, you might as well have it cute. <laughs> you might as well have it something that you enjoy. That's what I did with my envelopes. And, you know, I get a lot of comments. I'll go to um, places and I'm like, doo, doo, doo. oh, you do the envelope system? Does it work? I'm like, oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> so, but, and it's, it's a lot funner to pull this out than it is something else out. I mean, it just, just make it fun. Just have fun with it. It doesn't have to be drudgery. Um, Plan ahead. Map out your route and the stores that are on the way. If you're going to Walmart and you know that there's a Walgreens, oh, where did I just totally skip the whole page. Make your own or just decorate your envelopes. Um, put stickers on it. Be a little kid. Be immature about it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but seriously, just, just have fun with the envelopes. Um, number three, this is fun if you're having a hard time using coupons. What was that again? Three? One? How did it go from five to one in four minutes? <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to fly through this. Um, give yourself an incentive to save. Okay? The money that you save with coupons, make that your spending money. Make that your fun money. Make that your Starbucks money. Hey, I saved 55 cents. Highlander doubled it. I have a buck. Put it in your pocket. Seriously. Whatever money you save, figure out how much money you save with the coupon and set that money aside, and that can be your fun money. Um, or get free stuff and sell it at a yard sale. That's what I'm doing with all my Walgreens stuff. I know I'm obsessed with Walgreens, but when I had the yard sale last year, that's the first stuff that went. People bought it because it was a great deal because I was selling it less than its retail, but I got it for free, so I got money, and that's going toward the adoption. Did it again this year. So, uh, Shop with a friend and split things up. Um, bag of potatoes goes bad on me. We don't use that many potatoes, but if I could find 
friend that would just have half of my potatoes. Um, that's just a silly example. But Or if you usually shop at Highlander and your friend shops at, um, what do you call it, Woodman's, maybe just have her pick something out for you. Okay, get free stuff from Walgreens. I don't even have time to go into that. But um, I have the rebate stuff. If you have questions about it, you can get free stuff every month, literally. Turn around and use that money to buy stuff again. Turn around and use the money. You're just recycling the same money and getting stuff for free. Um, miscellaneous tips. I'm out of time. Let's see. You can read it yourself. Cut coupons while you watch TV. Uh, number three, just to fill in the things, shop with a friend or swap babysitting. Um, if you shop with a friend and you can both help keep your kids together, especially if you have kids, or swap babysitting. Hey, I'm going shopping this morning. Can you watch my kids? I'll watch your kids this afternoon so you can go grocery shopping. Okay, number four. Here's a fun one. Make a game of shopping. Pretend that you're a man. <laughs> See how fast you can get in and out and involve your older kids. If you have older kids, you can say, go get the jar of peanut butter. Um, yep, and do that. Don't have time. I'm sorry, ladies. Uh, you can read the rest of it yourself. It's pretty. Uh, it takes 30 minutes monthly to call manufacturers. Seriously, a lot of your things have the 800 numbers on there. I can't tell you how many coupons. Literally, I got $20 worth of coupons in like 30 minutes. You're getting paid 40 bucks an hour, basically, if you look at it that way. So, um, then if you have expensive stuff like me, I buy Clinique makeup. I wait till they, because they have stuff where if you buy something, you get something free. I can't tell you how many lipsticks I've gotten to try for free because. It was free. Okay, conclusion, really quick. Planning ahead, both in budgeting and in shopping, can save you lots of money and time.